Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Gerald Borgay. So the weather makes me not <laughs> want to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. I can say that. Fine. Fuck it. I don't want to be here either. It's so cloudy outside. I'd rather just be in bed right now. This is the Eric Bledsoe show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be, be here, here anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also, I'm very disappointed in myself because when I was gone, I would watch the show from time to time. And every time we came on air, Espo would sit here and do this dumb shit with his head where he was like dancing to the fucking music and as soon as we came on air i just did it and i was like (laughs) i hate myself for it so bad you felt the void that it had to be filled oh god i am just gonna throw up all over the place right now sure espo's very happy he is it's so funny because i feel like so many times you give espo crap about things he does (laughs) that you also do and then vice versa he gives you crap about things that you do that he also does i still make it look better it's it's i get it i get it but i still find it very humorous i'm just we all know that that's what happens (laughs) (laughs) all right gentlemen let's talk about the 15th roster spot. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, baby. It's we know July. <laughs> it's July. That we are still waiting on a Kevin Durant resolution. We get that. But in the event that that drags out into next Oblivion. season, yeah. we still have another spot on this roster that the Suns probably should utilize. So Gerald did us a solid and he wrote an article about 10 remaining free agents that the Suns could target for that 15th roster spot. So we're not going to talk about all 10, but I will share all 10 real quick, and then we can decide which ones we want to talk about together. Let's do it. So we have Ben McLemore here. We have LaMarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin. We've got Carmelo Anthony, Frank Jackson, DJ Augustine, Eric Bledsoe, Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Washington Jr., Ish Wainwright, Dennis Schroeder, and that's it. <sighs> yes, so. we are scraping the bottom of the barrel, obviously, at this point in free agency. And we've talked about this many times, waiting on Kevin Durant, trying to get that situated. That was the right thing to do. But the downside to that is now all of the good free agents that you might have been able to get on that mid-level exception are pretty much gone. 
And at this point, there's nobody that the Suns should even spend a fraction of their MLE on. They should save that for later in the season. Maybe somebody gets bought out and then they can offer way more money than anybody else on the buyout market. Um, but yeah, these are for minimum signings. None of these guys would be terrible. Obviously, they wouldn't be ideal. But these are kind of break glass in case of emergency type pickups like nobody here is going to move the needle very much except for maybe one or two um but yeah who out of that list stood out to you guys because i obviously wrote the piece so i went into detail on all of them there's no single person on that (laughs) list that 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 intrigues me at all i mean Mm. if i had to say somebody i guess maybe i would say lamarcus aldridge a little bit but Mm. you just know you're only gonna get five to ten minutes a game from his old decrepit ass like (laughs) i just dennis Schroeder, first of all Mm. can just he might as well not be in the nba as far as i'm concerned because i don't want him (laughs) by any stretch i just do not value him at all i think he is a horrible fit for this team. Okay. Um, so of course the Suns will sign him, and I will have to talk about him. <laughs> okay. Why? Why do you feel that he's a horrible? Yeah, because I feel I like just, you like him, right? I. I mean, look, I. There are concerns with him for sure because he has kind of that uh, shoot first mentality. Um, there have been questions about his kind of um, just outlook attitude. Uh, he's been dropped pretty unceremoniously by his last two. Th- teams and it'll be three if the Rockets don't re-sign him Um, and he's also coming off a season ending shoulder injury I think in March so there are definitely concerns with him but I think if you look at the point guards that are available there aren't a ton of great options and Schroeder is a guy he's been a double digit scorer every year of his career except for his rookie season he's a guy that if you need a pain alternative he's someone that can do some of the same things that pain does as far as getting downhill driving and kicking um and his last really good season was backing up chris paul with the oklahoma city thunder and that was only two years ago it seems like it's been a while since he was relevant because he bounced from the lakers to the celtics to the rockets but he did have a decent a six man of the year caliber season the last time he played with chris paul i just i am not a big fan of of players that don't have the the ability to step back and really understand what they bring to the table and their value overall. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he completely choked away millions of dollars because he thought he was much bigger than he really was, and mm-hmm. it came to fruition, yeah. and he lost millions of dollars. I mean, like millions of dollars. I think well over $50 million. That was catastrophic, yeah. That was one of the worst <laughs> decisions in NBA history. Mm-hmm. Um, so you put a guy like that in this scenario, and you're thinking that, okay, well, this, this gives us a nice backup, but – Typically, those kind of guys, they they bounce around for a reason. It's either their ego, it's the way they they communicate with teammates, the way they conduct themselves. It's like it's one of those three. And I just do not feel strongly that Dennis Schroeder is worth a smidge of that kind of chaos. Mm-hmm. And so, and on the court, like what Gerald was saying, you know, is that he is a, a very much a more of a score first point guard. And in this system. Um, while the scoring will be there, you definitely need to facilitate as much as possible too in in his role. And I, I just I just don't see it with him. I just I feel like he's just a bad fit. If there are literally any concerns whatsoever about ego or attitude or what he could do to the locker room, then I say don't even don't even consider it. Right. If that's a legitimate concern, don't even consider it because that is the last thing that this team needs. Mm-hmm. 
just hard pass if that's the case. And I, I think if you look at the way that James Jones and Monty have kind of went about roster construction and the guys that they consider and the guys that they bring in, they're very much looking for the guys that, you know, will work their tails off in practice, um, team first kind of guys. And so if they feel that Schroeder's not a good fit, I don't I don't think they would bring him in if that was a concern for them. Also, to your point, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul played with Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. So if there was ever going to be a guy on the team that could vouch for like bringing him in, you mm-hmm. would think to some degree it might have happened already right. because Chris Paul does have some weight. But in my yeah, on the flip it, side, it, he could also be like, "Hey, to this interpret is no. this." Yeah, I feel like maybe he's like, "Nah, man, hard pass." It's possible. I do think there's a chance that they've held off on that last roster spot, waiting for the Kevin Durant situation to sort itself Definitely. out. But there was a report. I think it was from John Gambadoro saying that they're not that roster spot. They're not waiting for that situation to materialize. So who knows? Um, but it, one thing that might make you feel better, he did rank. Th- according to the basketball index in the 90th percentile in passing efficiency, which weighs, you know, turnovers versus finding open guys and setting them up. So he's, he's not a primary playmaker, but he is as far as a backup point guard or a third string point guard. He's not terrible as a playmaker, at least. I just think at this point now we're, we're kind of in the, either we're going to trade for somebody to mm-hmm. come in and be that backup point guard, mm-hmm. or we're just going to hope and pray that campaign bounces back from the awful year that he just had. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I just I don't see another scenario where we, they actually bring somebody in that's worthwhile to back up Chris Paul at this point, not mm-hmm. with the, the lack of options out there in free agency. Right. And, and for our listeners, we did, to Saul's point, uh, I think it was last week when we went over um, non-Kevin Durant trades that could kind of address mm-hmm. that situation a little bit better. So if you're curious about those options, go back and listen to that episode. Today we're... We are scraping the bottom of the barrel with our free agent options here. This is here. the sludge of the NBA <laughs> Am barrel. I the only person who's like, I could do an Eric Bledsoe redemption <laughs> oh, Hell no. Okay. Am no. I the only one? Yes. Lindsay, Lindsay, make your case. <laughs> no, I, no I know Espo would be on board with that too because he loves him some Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. I just know that him and Book had a pretty good relationship. Mm-hmm. He was always a really good locker room guy. He always had the... The players' backs, I felt like. He said and did the right things. I think it was a little bit of a tough situation for Bledsoe when he was here because, and we've talked about this with Book too, sometimes you're born a natural leader. Sometimes you have to grow into it and then assume that role. And then sometimes it's like, hey, I'm just not that vocal leader. Mm-hmm. I can lead by example, but that's about it. And I feel like there was a lot of pressure put on Bledsoe to be a vocal leader mm-hmm. when that just wasn't who he was. Right. Um. But he's very vocal on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, it was like four words, five, sorry, five, five. words. Um, Six. I also, I don't want to be here. It was Wana. He combined oh, Wana. Got it. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. I just, if we're looking at a third string point guard, I don't think Eric Bledsoe is a terrible option. I think he's what you kind of hoped Alfred Payton would be last year in terms of this guy started last year. Um, he probably shouldn't have been starting, but he's a guy that if he's your third string point guard, maybe it's not as bad. And obviously, Alfred Payton did not work out. I'm not obtuse, but like it wasn't long ago that he was a really good defender on the league best Milwaukee Bucks. Like he was their starting point guard, and they wound up trading him because they needed to improve that spot for a title run. 
the Suns wouldn't need Eric Bledsoe to play a starting point guard role in the playoffs for a title run. They just need him to be a menace on the defensive end, which he still was even last year. Um, you know, when he was on the LA Clippers starting for them, he was in the 84th percentile in steal percentage. So he's still able to get out in passing lanes and make, you know, defensive plays, which is what you would, all you could really ask for of a third string guy. Um, he's been a double digit scorer every season of his career, except for last year when he averaged 9.9 points a game. So literally right on the cusp. Um, yeah, I, I feel like maybe those bridges have been burned on both sides. There's, There's a, a good, good chance that yes. neither side is interested in a reunion and I would get that, but nothing would say we've come full circle as far as I don't want to be here to Kevin Durant wanting to be here and Bledsoe choosing to be here. Like that would be kind of funny. I, I would find it amusing at least. I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not entirely mad at it. Can we scroll up there, Shane? There's a comment in the, in the chat. Uh, by Atari OG that says, I checked campaign social media the other day. That lazy turnover machine hasn't even considered picking up a basketball all off season. So this is what we're not going to do. Yeah. We're not going to shame campaign because he didn't post his workouts on social media, number one. Right. Number two, you have no idea what he's doing. I, I, I'm sorry. Do you have a cam on him all the time? Like, how do you know he's not working out? The cam cam. And they're professional basketball players mm. they pick up the ball a lot more often than you'd think they do i promise you that and i guarantee you he's putting in the work all because he had a trash year last year doesn't mean that he's a, mm -hmm. a tra has a trash work ethic or that he's not a professional right. he understands what's on the line especially this season mm -hmm. uh, he's also been to places that he would never want to go back to in like china for instance mm -hmm. and basically being relegated out of the league Trust me, he's putting in the work and don't make assumptions just because somebody didn't put their freaking body pics on freaking social. Also you check the Suns Twitter feed because they literally posted video of him in the uh, in the lab today getting shots up. So it's there. You can be <laughs> upset about the way he played last year. That's fine. But we can't go assuming things about people yeah. that we just don't have that information on. Right. We, um, we, we got to separate the difference between performance and assuming they're not putting in the work because all of these guys do. It's just uh, it's the off season, and not posting your workouts doesn't mean you're not getting the work in. Okay, back to our regular scheduled Sorry. programming. <laughs> can we can we circle back because you did mention Lamarcus Aldridge? Yes, and, and somebody in the chat also said, "Do we still have that banner? Somebody needs to dig <laughs> out that banner." I look. I think if you're going to get that 15th roster spot and give it to a position that's not point guard, it should be Ish Wainwright. But I am kind of surprised that Aldridge is still out there like he was obviously he's a kind of a shell of his former self at this point but he still averaged what was it like 12 he averaged 13 points and five and a half rebounds and he played about 20 minutes a game for the nets he shot 55 percent from the field and he was in the 99th percentile as a pick and pop threat not bad he's still good at what not he's bad. done his whole career um and that would give kind of the suns another dimension to their pick and roll attack because you know, they they will be having Dario Sharch back, so he brings that a little bit. But, you know, Aldridge is just a reliable guy, and it wouldn't hurt to have a guy who can score his own buckets like that coming off the bench. Do you think we can finally convince him to come here? <laughs> Do you think it could happen? Well, we're going to have to call up Tyson Chandler and hire I him mean. as an assistant coach because it worked so well the last time. <laughs> All uh, right. Is there any tough. other uh, players on this list that you guys want to highlight? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... The last one that I would bring up is kind of uh, Ish Wainwright is obviously on the list, but Dwayne Washington Jr. is kind of my under the radar guy that I included there. And it would be really funny 
if the Pacers waived Dwayne Washington Jr. to make this max cap space for DA, the Suns match DA, and then the Suns go and pick up the guy the Pacers waived. I would kind of be here for that. But he went undrafted in 2021, um, and he worked his way up from two-way contract with the Pacers to actually being on the roster. Um, and he averaged just under 10 points a game in 20 minutes a night for them. He shot 30, almost 38% from three. And he's a guy that kind of has flashed a little bit of potential as a playmaker as well and, and a guy who can kind of get to the rim. So I would be interested to see what I think he's 23 years old, what he could do learning from Chris Paul, because we've talked about this before. The Suns don't really have a long term successor or a guy that they're grooming behind Chris Paul at that point guard spot. I don't know that Dwayne Washington would be that guy, but you need to devote at least one or two spots on the roster near the end to guys that, you know, you can kind of see what they have, maybe groom them up a little bit instead of all being win right now type guys. I am going to go with uh, the one, the only Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Banana boat, banana boat, banana yeah, boat. I mean, you might as well go ahead and just fill the whole thing up. So, <laughs> I, I listen, if you're going to have somebody to be that 15th guy, mm-hmm. uh, though he doesn't play barely a lick of defense, mm-hmm. he does give you buckets. And he can score. He can still score, even though he's old and those knees don't work the way they used to. And he can't, you know, he's not as mobile as he used to be. He can still get buckets, and uh, you know when you're when you're having to play off of guys because you have Devin Booker or hell, especially if you have KD in the fold, you have KD Booker uh, and Aiden and CP3, and then you have and then you have maybe a bucket and Carmelo Anthony just sitting on the wing with nobody to guard him. Mm. Like hey, that's not a bad option, you know what I mean? So right. I, I, for that reason, I would say get get Carmelo. Outside of that. You know, he probably doesn't really fit the mold of what the Suns are trying to do. Mm-hmm. But again, we're talking about the 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 15th guy on the roster. Eh, it won't hurt. Right. In terms of like, like we talked about break in case of emergency, like you want that 15th guy ideally to be somebody that you can rely on. We know what Melo does at this point in his career, but he mm-hmm. still does it really well. He shot just under 38% from three <laughs> last year. And he was actually in the 90th percentile in ISO impact for 75 possessions, which measures kind of points scored on ISOs and post-up plays. So even at age, what is he, 37, 38 38 now, he's still able to get buckets in ISO sets, which is kind of incredible. And that's what the Suns kind of needed at times. And somebody actually made a really great point. Um, Hello says... Kim Johnson can learn some scoring moves from by by Carmelo, not true. only him but also McHale. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they didn't get KD and they did bring in somebody like Carmelo, I think that would help um, kind of teach them how how to maneuver around the court from time to time and, and really get a bucket when when necessary. So it's not a it's not a horrible option. I'll tell you that. I find this hilarious. Back to back comments. Daniel said, if Melo is your 15th roster spot, then I'd be OK with that. And then Carla said, hell no on Carmelo. Come on, man. <laughs> Look, these options are going to be polarizing <laughs> at any point to somebody because they're like we said, they these are it's the 15th spot on the roster. Like you're not going to get a game changer, a difference maker here. You're going to get someone that can hopefully play if called upon. um, That might be a good locker room fit. And ideally someone that's a point guard so that you have some insurance there behind Chris Paul and campaign. But you know, we have other options other than just point guards on this list. So 
If you would like to dive into all 10 players that Gerald brought up within this article, head on over to gophnext.com. That article is available there. If you are not a member, please consider signing up to become one today because you get a lot of perks for that. Um, Also want to tell you guys about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Right now, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code PHNX when you sign up, after making your first deposit, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Yes, $1,000 $1,000 risk-free. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What? <laughs> you just really sold that $1,000. I had it's to. It's like $1,000. Yes, $1,000. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I feel it. I'm pumped. Didn't you, though? But, but you did, right? Infectious. Did it get? Did the message get across? Yes, it did. Uh, It did. Uh, We had a great time yesterday hanging out at Four Peaks Brewery down in Tempe. Uh, If you were able to join us, thank you for stopping by. Hopefully you got the chicken tenders and some really good uh, beer. Here's a hot take. Okay. You're going to say they're bad, aren't you? I'm not going to say they're bad. No, none of the food at at Four Peaks is bad at Mm -hmm. all. Oh boy! But Here we I go. will say the chicken tendies are a little bit overrated compared brother, to the food. Brother, are you kidding oh, me? I'm serious. Man. Okay, brother. what is your other option? What is your go-to then? Uh, I don't really have a go-to, but I, I, I've I've had the chicken tendies. They're fantastic, but you know, I just Charles Little Pike said chicken tender is top tier. <laughs> I mean, okay. I yeah. had I've I've had burgers most of the time I've gone, and they've been fantastic. The but I right. had the chicken tenders for the first time yesterday because I thought it was all cap. It is not. It's not. <laughs> the reason why it's not too is because if you can travel, because I always take mine to go. And the other day, last month, not yesterday, but last month, I ended up having to stop at a store, pick up food for somebody else and drop it off at their house because they had COVID before I got home and could eat my chicken tender. So we're talking about like it maybe an hour by the time I left Four Peaks and then got home. They were still crunchy. They still had a little bit of crisp to them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have to like, because I was like, I could put these in the air fryer and make them real nice. And I was like, I'm too lazy to do that. <laughs> if they're that good yeah. an hour later after traveling, then you know that they are super solid when they come out fresh. The, the, they have a pork belly bite, which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris is in the chat saying that the barbecue chicken pizza is legit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. They have a, I mean, again, you could close your eyes and point to something on the menu and it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just sure. think that, li- listen, this whole office is all about the chicken tendies. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I didn't <laughs> see anybody outside of Espo order anything else besides chicken I tendies. We had a whole table. <laughs> a whole table full. And I was like, all right, people, this is getting a little out of control. No, they're so I need to change good. things up a little bit. Plus yeah. the chicken is like solid chicken. It's not Also, like- I can't trust when Craig Morgan says chicken tendies are, are legit because Why? he doesn't even like ketchup. And that's oh. just gross. Okay, what, what what were you dipping them in though? What the chicken tenders? You got chicken. Uh, they have a dip that comes. That yeah, the Chipotle Ranch. Yeah, really the Chipotle good. Ranch. It, their honey mustard the is move. also solid. Is yes, Interesting. Very solid. I do think their Arizona chicken rolls are also slept on on the appetizer menu. Mm-hmm. Those are so good, and they come with this. What is this like a jalapeno kind of cream sauce? It's so good. Andrew said, "Dang it, I'm starving, and I just got here." LOL. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. But if you are hungry and you're looking for a spot tonight. Uh, the Four Peaks Brewery out in Tempe. Good food, great beer. Just a reminder, you have to be 21 or older to enjoy the beer. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly, but anybody can go down to the brewery and enjoy the food. All right, guys. So the Athletic 
wrote an article and mm-hmm. they gave out grades for off-season moves. Mm-hmm. And even though, again, we know the Suns are still kind of in limbo because we're still in the Kevin Durant race, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to talk about it. So this is what the Athletics said about the Phoenix Suns. They gave them a B grading and said, while a trade for Kevin Durant hasn't materialized, the Suns kept their core together and should enter next season as a title contender. Despite all the drama, real or speculated, Phoenix wasted little time matching the Pacers' offer sheet to keep DeAndre Ayton in place. While Ayton struggles with consistent effort, he is among NBA's top big men, and his upside remains high. Signing rising MVP candidate Devin Booker to a Supermax extension was a no-brainer, and GM James Jones added bench help with Damian Lee, Jock Landale, and Josh Okogie, even though they did lose JaVale McGee, which could potentially hurt. So, they gave the the Suns a B thus far. Where are you guys at? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously the offseason's not done for the Suns. It's done for most teams, which is why this article came out. And I think to this point in the season, a B, B-plus is probably what I would give them. I do think people are underrating a little bit the impact of, yes, the Booker Supermax was a no-brainer, but getting that taken care of, bringing DA back, you have your long-term core three guys locked in for the foreseeable future now. And Cam Johnson, you could take care of that depending on what happens with KD if that kind of falls through. (laughs) So they're in a good position. I think locking in that core is huge for them. And as much as we're talking about how underwhelming it is for them to run it back, they were the best team in the NBA until they suddenly weren't. And that felt more internal than anything, than the fact that they just got beat. I think I can handle that a little bit better than you know the final series where they just got beat by a better team and needed to improve last year they were the best team until they just stopped playing like it so i don't think running it back is the worst thing in the world i think a b plus would be my grade that's probably where i'm sitting right now i'm only laughing because internal is not to me internal was not team related it was just individual related (laughs) Because somebody, you know, had COVID. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's how you drop off the face Those of the earth. Dang Mavericks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I would agree with a B. I think B solid. Uh, listen, as much as you want to complain about the fact that they didn't go out and get a superstar yet, uh, mm. you know, getting DA is a, a very solid consolation prize mm-hmm. and one that a lot of teams don't have. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're going to compete in the West. I'm sure they're going to make some moves. At some point, whether it be before the season starts or during the season, because they're going to have to. But you can't forget the fact that just like all these other teams, um, you know, have gotten better with the Clippers getting Kawhi back and Denver getting Murray back. You there's a small little move that has kind of been under the radar this whole offseason. Mm-hmm. And that's Dario Saric coming back. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's going to provide the stability in that second unit that was sorely missed mm-hmm. at times last year. Um, definitely missed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a big a big move, and I think that's going to help campaign. I All think it's right. going to help Cam Johnson if he's not in the starting lineup. Um, I think that's just going to be a very solid second unit. I know we like JaVale McGee, but JaVale McGee is um, more of a, a wild card because you can't play him for long stints. He can only play 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes on a great night. Typically, he's going to foul out before that. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't really rely on him as much the things that you could rely on him for were to go up and get it. Um, and defensively he was, he was, he was okay, except on the perimeter. Dario's going to be able to to hold up a little bit better all the way around playmaking, 
getting other guys involved, running the offense, and scoring down low. I just I think that's a, something that we're we're kind of sleeping on a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see him come back and 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 do what we all know he can do and, and provide some stability to that second unit. At least on paper, right? Yeah. That's what we know. And a the hope percent. is that because he has gone through quite a few injuries throughout this time that he's missed and some surgeries and a lot of rehab. So hopefully it won't take him too long to get back to the Dario that we know and love. I, and I that would, helps that second unit tremendously. I would tremendously. be shocked if we got to training camp and he wasn't ready to go. Yeah, I would be shocked because you're talking about well over a year uh, of him rehabbing. And he didn't you say that he stayed in Phoenix for the last two off seasons as well to work right. on all of this stuff instead of going home like he usually does? Right. And when we talked to him in Vegas, he did say that his goal is to be ready for training camp and he didn't sound like it didn't sound like this is my optimistic goal. It sounded like this is what's my what my plan is, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think if he's healthy, that changes the second unit drastically. Um, maybe you're not as good during the regular season just because JaVale was such a seamless fit with that second unit and he did a lot of the same things DA did so it made it easier to kind of replicate what the starting group did in terms of what they ran but like come playoff time I think their center position might be better suited for the playoffs than last year Um, and it's been mentioned in the chat a couple times campaign had his best season of his career playing alongside Dario Saric and that's not the sole reason for it but it really did unlock a lot of things I'm actually going to be writing about that next week um just kind of breaking down the film so Daniel just hit the button with Saul in the chat don't engage Saul don't engage listen here Daniel well read the comment first so everyone knows what we're talking about so Daniel cast in the second Daniel's in, is nice. Is, you be is, nice. He's in the chat. No, I know he's nice. He even he was so nice that he said, "What's up, fellas?" And then he walked right by me, and I was like, "Who the fuck is that guy?" And then we found out it was Daniel. So anyway, Daniel, you're gonna get yours now. Uh, I have no issues with the grade. This is what he said. I have no issues with the grade. My issue is with Thunder Dan not being the greatest to wear number nine. Saul with the eye and laughing emoji. Uh, first of all. Uh, Basketball-wise, Suns-wise, of course he's the greatest to ever wear it. Mm-hmm. However, comma, uh, Taryn Mowat is a two-time national champion. She <laughs> was she holds the record for strikeouts and games won in the college, Women's College World Series, and she was she won the ESPY for Best Female Athlete in 2007. Uh, Thunder Dan hasn't come close to any of those things, except for once because he was on the shoulders of Charles Barkley. So, Hey-o. listen. Don't don't you disrespect Taryn Mowat. She deserves more than that. Anyway. That's, that's also, if you're wondering what we're talking about, it's because PG-13, Daniel. <laughs> we put together a list of the greatest Arizona athletes who mm-hmm. to wear number. Number, yeah. Right. And yeah. they're all if you want to go look at it and yell about it or agree with people <laughs> about it. It's on uh, our PHNX underscore sports Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. Sam Keller, the goat. (laughs) Okay. We're going to round out the show today uh, with a producer surprise. But this producer surprise is going to officially be brought to you by OG. They just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Colada. You can check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Everyone in the chat early on was asking how your day was yesterday after you indulged in some OGs at the start of our show. Oh, good. Did you have a solid day? You know, I, you know, I usually take five milligrams 
I kind of paced myself. Uh, I feel like I need to up the dose a little bit because, you know, I was I was a little, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't. Are you saying that for real? Or are you just saying because you got mad at me for saying there was half a gummy left on the table yesterday? <laughs> no, no, show? like that that was for real. Like, <laughs> typically, though, geez goes hard. Yesterday, I was, it was it, it went hard, but not as hard as it usually does. So maybe I need to jump up to, to the big boy table and take the maybe. whole thing next time. I don't know. We'll maybe. see. <laughs> well, if you guys want to try it out, we highly recommend. As I mentioned, you can find it at your local dispensary. So... Hop on over and grab some OGs for this upcoming weekend. All right, Shane, what you got for us today? Well, I'm a little shy, so I'm not going to put myself on the screen today. I'm just feeling a little <laughs> self-conscious. Um, <laughs> so here's my little my little face. Um, all right. So this is one of my favorite questions ever. And it, just bear with me. This, this, this could seem straightforward, but just think about it for a second. Okay. Would you rather not have a house and have to live with a bunch of barnyard or have a house, but you have to sleep and spend most of your day in a barn with a bunch of barnyard animals or the barnyard animals live in your house. So mm. basically would I rather be a farmer who can no, go you, to the barn? No, you so would I rather live in the barn or would I rather live in my house and then the animals would be there in yeah, both cases? Basically. Okay. So both of them are a barn. I mean, I would rather have to go to the, the barn. barn. Cause you still, you said, okay, hold on. How big is my house? Hold on. It's got to be pretty the, big. In the right? first case scenario, <laughs> you have your own house, but majority of your day is spent in the barn. Yeah. In the about... second scenario, your house is shared by the barn animals. Yes. Okay. So then I would rather have my own house and spend majority of the day in the barn. Is Really? It? Yeah. You have to sleep there. In you the have barn? You to sleep in the barn? Oh, yeah. I yeah, thought but you the, said you put, what's the, the point of having my own house then? If I, That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. How does it make sense? <laughs> Because you have a you have a house, but you have to sleep in the in the barn with the barnyard animals. Well, you didn't say I had to sleep in there. Then well, what's the point of having a house? So how much time do I get to spend in the house a day? Uh, I'll give you I'll give you four hours away from the barnyard animals. Four hours away from the barnyard. Yeah, but so I'm still doing hours. that. Okay. I want time away from the animals. Saul <laughs> is still pondering. This is why <laughs> I don't like this question. It's just so nonsensical. What's your answer then? I I would I'm gonna sleep my ass in the barn. Like I don't I don't want to be around all those animals all the time. I'm not an animal lover like a lot of people. Like I just am not. How weather resistant is the barn, Gerald? <laughs> like if it rains, am I gonna get wet or am I gonna be okay in the You're barn? You're not at Shroot Farms where you can stare and... through the slats of the fucking barn and see the stars, Gerald. Well, I mean, I mean, but like, does the door close securely? Okay, all right, is you know, Gerald, you ruined the question. Out. Here's a different. I ruined one. the Thank question. You. Give us a different. <laughs> what is the least? What is the least favorite present you've ever you've ever gotten? Ooh. Least favorite present. Mm. Um, I don't know if I have a very specific one, but obviously everyone knows that I have a love for cats. And for whatever reason, that means now oftentimes when I get gifts, it's like, here are some cat towels for your kitchen. Mm -hmm. Here is a cat dish for your whatever. It's it's always cat related. I'm like, I love cats, <laughs> but I'm not that crazy where my house is cat decorated. Right. I appreciate the sentiment and that you're paying attention to my the interest. things that yeah, my interests <laughs> and things that bring me joy. But let's just maybe like, you know. It's, it's because mm. most cat people are like they're like cat people, right? I think that's just an assumption that a lot of people make. True. It's a stereotype. And it's an assumption that pops into your head when you go shopping for somebody who has a cat. (laughs) So I get it. I get it. Um, Man, I don't know what the word. Oh, actually, here. How about this there, everybody out there? 
the worst gift I, I, I have ever received was also the best gift I've ever received. Oh, no. I'll explain. Uh, when I was a little kid, I think I told this story before, I wanted an ASU jacket because it was freezing in Prescott, and that's where I lived. Mm-hmm. My mom got me a U of A jacket. Right. I was very mad. Yes, I but remember that. it was the best thing ever because I ended up being a U of A fan, which is way better than being a Sun Devil. There you mm. go. Sounds like the worst gift ever, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. I don't. I'm trying to think. I also have I another question for the group. Go ahead and ask your question while I think. Okay. So, Gerald's like, I love all my gifts. So we had an <laughs> argument yesterday, my wife and I, about car accidents. Okay. And she says that it's always better to be like passed out and then get into the car accident than to brace for the car accident awake. Yeah. She's like, because statistics say that you won't get as injured. And I'm like, right. What fucking statistics are there no. when people are passed she out? Is, she is legitimately 100% no, correct. No, I, well, I know what the statistics say, but I'm like, I told, I said, cool. I would rather have my back all jacked up or my deck all jacked up than get shards of glass into my eyeballs. Mm. So I would rather brace for the impact. What say you guys? No, I'm going to get knocked out because then I'm actually going to probably survive it if it's a really bad car accident. <laughs> but you're like limp. You're just gonna but that's, bam, that's what right makes off the dashboard you, and like you're no, okay. That's what makes you more more less likely to be severely injured. Because if you get tossed from a car and you're already passed out, you're just gonna be like bloop 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 bloop. <laughs> Where if you're if you're awake, you're gonna try you and catch yourself. Like a little ball of jelly, like getting tossed all around, and you just you are a little more gentle. Like it's like you're it's the difference of if you just tried to do a backflip and a gymnast tried to do a backflip. They lean into it. You're going to fight it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, That's why there is literally a saying, you just got to lean into it. Because when you fight things, it makes it harder. Can we go back to the bloop, 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 bloop part? <laughs> yeah, we can because what? she doesn't play Fall Guys because she never plays with me. Oh, that's I rude. did too. You played with me once and you said Dude, you hated it. Dude, if you go it. through the windshield, I don't care if you're stiff or if you're limp. You're still getting that's, jacked up. You might not survive. That's more yes, of a splat. But you are more yeah. likely to survive if you're knocked out. I mean, I'd like to be awake because at least, you know, my my maybe my reactions could could help me. That's I just, what you think, but they can't. They'll only hurt you. You don't know that, Liz. Yes, I do. Because none of the because none of the sleeping people are alive to tell you because they're all yes, dead. Yes, they are. That go- yes, they are. That goes back to the old adage of I want to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather, not screaming like the passengers in his car. Gerald, you got a gift. There we go. <laughs> you got a gift you remember now, wow. buddy? Holy uh, hell. I think it's probably... <laughs> I feel like someone got me like a PlayStation game and I've never owned a PlayStation in my life and they thought they were giving me a cool video game and I was like, I can't play this. They got me like a new Madden or a new NBA 2K or something. And I was like, this is the totally wrong system. I think it was a grandparent, but they tried their hardest. So they tried. They tried. It's the thought it's, that it's counts. The thought that counts. Do you want to hear this absolute backstabbing? Yes. What? So we go to Vegas two years ago for my buddy's birthday. I get him a really nice bottle of wine, okay. a bottle of whiskey, and a, a t-shirt from his favorite company. That's cool. too much. Awesome. Well, much. he's one of my best friends. That is and still too much. Wait, I love him sorry. dearly. Say it again. I wasn't paying attention. Well, then pay attention. Anyway, I got him a really nice gift. And then we go to Vegas six months later for my birthday. He goes, close your eyes and turn around and, and 
put out your hands. He gives me back my portable charger that I left at his house, <laughs> and I thought he was fucking with me. <laughs> RJ, you're dead to me. That's. <laughs> I mean, you got him three <laughs> gifts. Who gives their friend three gifts? That's the question we need to answer. Right A really now. good friend. You give your friends three, Lindsay. There ain't no it damn way. It was all in one you're giving gift. Anybody three, and, uh, three gifts we, except for, we, your, for, for your people. And we your family. all drank the alcohol. It wasn't just for him. I give. I only have like five really, really good friends. So it's very easy to gift them good things. But do you? Yeah. It's all of us in the three room, things huh? or more. <laughs> It, I like to gift my friend things throughout the year. Like if I just go somewhere to like a market and I'm like, this reminds That's me of different. so-and-so, That's I'm going to get different. this gift. That's but for different. a birthday, yeah, why not? Like a nice little like smorgasbord of things. Have you though? Yeah. I mean, if they're like little individual items, I get, and you like compile them into yeah, but one. Are like a bottle of wine, yeah. a yeah. whiskey. That's like well over a hundred dollars that he spent. It was, it was like $80 total. You don't spend $100 on your friend's birthday? Like your best friend's birthday? Mm, first lot. of all, I can't remember the last time I bought a gift for anybody on their birthday outside of I my wife like and kids. I feel like it kind of just depends on your relationship. Sometimes That's it's true. like 20 bucks, Sometimes it's 50 Sometimes it's 100 And then more. It just depends you know, on the last time I got a gift on. for my birthday that was outside of my I brought you a balloon, sir. You You're welcome. <laughs> you How did. dare you forget. And one that actually had helium. That floated. That's true. You did. Helium is undefeated. I stand corrected. My bad. <laughs> I will take my L. <laughs> that is the first time in like 20 years somebody's done that, by the way. Yeah. Well, thanks, Linz. You're welcome. I appreciate it. That's nice. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or <laughs> no, not No, I'm right being now. dead serious. I will remember that now because I've been reminded of my failure. And uh, yeah. Clearly, you're one of her five friends. <laughs> there you go. I'm in the circle. I never knew it. Surprise. It's everyone in this room. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding she doesn't really like us like that uh, i i think it just depends on your friend because there's some friends who are just like literally impossible to buy for so it's like let's go do an experience yes. let's go out to eat let's let me get you whatever dessert i know is your favorite type of a thing yeah. and those those ones are both easier and harder at the same time because it's like you get to spend time together but then it's also like I would like to actually bring something for you that I know you're going to like, but you are literally impossible to but buy for. The cool thing about food is that like you can never go wrong. Like you, mm -hmm. you can, they can say what place they want to pick or, you know, what place they love. Mm -hmm. You take them there, order whatever you want. It's on me. Like that's the best thing to me. Like it's the easiest and also the best thing because mm -hmm. I'm going to be satisfied. I'm going to really like the gift and I'm going to be appreciative. It, yeah. it, you hit the, it's the triple threat. I feel like we're at the stage in life where it's food or drinks are the best birthday present yeah. for somebody. Hey, at least go we've gotten past the underwear phase. Yes. I will kid. say, though, like as much as giving gifts is like a pain in the butt and I hate it at times, I also really, really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like there's something to be said about when you put a lot of thought behind something and you find that perfect thing mm -hmm. for that person mm -hmm. and you're like, yes. This, I know they're gonna love this, yeah, and it's gonna bring it. me so much joy and to I got see a portable them love charger this. back. <laughs> like there's My something own. to be said about that. All true. right, that true. that's gonna do it for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. As a reminder, we want you to stay safe and healthy. And one of the best ways to do that are COVID nineteen vaccines. They are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. We'll see you guys tomorrow for our fun Friday episode. I f have a feeling things are, might get a little bit spicy. So come with opinions. 
Until tomorrow, <laughs> you can follow me <laughs> on Twitter at, at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman, and you can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. Rock paper scissors. Who's gonna take us home? Oh, I'll take it home. Is take that it cool? Home. Yeah. yeah take remember, it home. Folks, one of these days, I would just love if you guys would rock paper scissors. <laughs> Do you want us to rock paper scissors? No, maybe tomorrow. No, you got right. it. Remember, <laughs> folks. Uh, Taryn Moa is the greatest number nine of all time. Sorry, Dan Marley. Bye bye. <laughs> Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob. Turn the beat on, I throw it down like DA on the lob. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the check.